Werewolf? Bad for you. Hello and welcome to the Adventure Game Club podcast. This week we are talking about Legend of Kyrandia, a point and click adventure by Westwood that was released in 1992. This was our game for February. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me today are Ben. Hello. And Kevin, who goes by Woco Web in the Discord. Hey there. Hey. So, uh, so like I said, this is a point-and-click adventure that came out in the early 90s. I guess, would you describe this as kind of like your standard point-and-click adventure game? Like, there's a, a, for the gameplay, I guess it plays a just single verb, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. What is, I don't even know how to start with this game because it's so... There's three games in the series, mm-hmm. but the first game, I think that, and this is going to probably come up quite a bit in this episode, is that it's kind of generic. Uh, <laughs> in some ways, uh, like the story is just... The gameplay itself, I mean, I don't know. It's just weird. It is, uh, like, yeah, it, it is this fantasy like there's i because i i played this as a a kid or like a young teenager and it was very appealing to me at the time because it was in very familiar uh like a very familiar shape that i would be like this is what an adventure game is an adventure game is you're uh, a uh somebody wandering around fantasy forests and uh, that's a lot of uh, certainly the first game and a lot of the other two as well. But but those are a little bit uh, a little bit less generic. Yeah, there, I mean, yeah, there's a little more variety later on, but especially in this game where there's a lot of even screens where you don't really interact with anything. It's just there because the pixel art is beautiful. And I guess they just figured, why not add more of it? I wonder how much of that is um, uh, from this source where the the game came from was um, a BBS game. And uh, I looked it up briefly because it turns out you can still download it and play it. Um, Fan sites had like, I looked up one of them and they're like, this is the abysmal labyrinthine forest of this area. So just a lot of screens. (laughs) That makes the game make a lot more sense. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because my understanding was like that the, like just from what I read, it didn't really have that much to do with the BBS. Like they just kind of bought the rights to a BBS that they played, I guess was what I read. But I also assumed that the game was lost. So it's nice to hear that it's still out there. And I guess because you're playing with it and like, it sounded like you had it, working already yeah was there anyone actually in there like i i assume this is like a, a mud right yeah it's a, a multiplayer bbs game mm-hmm. um and i just i was running it locally although there are oh, places okay. where you can play it with multiple people and i i might set it up so that um Ogus can try it out later it definitely seems like something but it's it's Ogus definitely more of, <laughs> more of an rpg 
Yeah. And your goal isn't to become king, it's to become uh, an archmage. Um, so there's which, not classes, like you're all just mages of some yes. non-archmage flavor? Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's all like the lands of Kyrandia. It's got a bunch of gems you pick up. Um, <laughs> oh, that's where the gems came from too? They, they just... Because that's a huge thing in this game. There's like at least one puzzle where you're picking up lots of gems and using them. So I guess the, we should probably back up and describe that the, the plot for this game is just like, basically there's an evil jester that's messing with people in the land, turned your grandfather into stone, and your job is to just stop him, I guess. You play as a guy named Brandon who's like, doesn't have a personality. He has a personality. <laughs> he whines. He he's oatmeal that cares very much about footwear. Yeah, oatmeal. <laughs> like you could you could do more with him, but they didn't. They kind of do later on. I get well, uh, I, They do. <laughs> they they make fun of him in Malcolm's Revenge, and it, I kind of get the sense a little bit. In Karandia 1, and maybe I'm reading it, like, there's a little bit of a sense, like, about two-thirds through that the people writing the script also kind of had fun making fun of him. Like, because he starts to, like, his his mutterings as you, like, progress through the game get kind of more irritated. Uh, and, like, oh, I, I wish I wasn't doing this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get, so I'm, I'm looking at the the manual for Kyrandia and it's this, this whole backstory about this kingdom that gets something called the Kyra gem mm -hmm. and it, they can use magic. That's um, uh, the Royal family can to protect their kingdom. And then like on page three, about halfway through it goes, Recent history has not been kind to Kyrandia. The enlightened reign of King William the Generous ended tragically not long ago when Malcolm, a friend of the family and gesture to the court, murdered both king and queen and seized the Kyra gem. For a brief and terrifying moment, Kyrandia was at the mercy of Malcolm. Fortunately, Kalik, chief of the mystics and father of the slain queen, was able to create a magical seal that prevented Malcolm from leaving the castle. Mm -hmm. Fearing for the safety of his grandson, Calc chose to leave the palace and raise the young Brandon in a rural area beyond the timber mist woods and far away from the castle now inhabited by the captive usurper Malcolm. This feels like that sounds like a you know how like Renaissance fairs have plots. <laughs> it feels like that. Yeah. But, I mean, that's uh, pretty much all the plot for this game. Like you're the secret prince who's been raised by your grandfather away from the woods. And suddenly the evil dude who killed your parents has broken free and is exacting his revenge. Mm -hmm. But that's like the whole plot. And so like, there's no real story development until like, I guess the very end kind of, I mean, then you stop the spoilers, I guess, but, but, um, until like they kind of retcon that. <laughs> later on which i don't entirely buy now, but are you talking about spoilers in the third game when they I, try and develop plot as well <laughs> i was going to say that they they kind of introduce people i guess in the first 
Get, I don't know. I was being a little generous, I guess. There's really no plot in this first game. Like, the, the third game ret- retcons so much lore and plot into the first game, and it's it's just very... It's very funny to the point where it's like, why, why, if, if it's, it's so strenuous, <laughs> how much they're doing. And then I feel like we're not mentioning the second game at all because it's not <laughs> like not connected to the other two as much, well, even though it's the one well, the, I like the most, but yeah, the first game's like generic fantasy, go through pretty worlds uh, perform puzzles that we'll talk about later. Um, <laughs> and you, your goal is to defeat this dude and eventually become king. Yes. Like fantasy done. And, and Brandon, does he even deserve to be king? No. Yeah. Like he's, he's not very, uh, like he's uh, like, he, he will not be a just ruler. Like, yeah. He has, he has no, um, <laughs> no qualities you ever are shown or enact which make you feel like he should have the reins of anything yeah like right before uh like you you stop him from being angry eventually that's Mm -hmm. about the the plot and he's sort of a jerk to everybody yeah and not even in like an adventure game protagonist jerk way. Like he's just kind of annoyed. Like it's yeah. just it's it's just he's having a bad day, and the bad day seems irrelevant to the fact that his grandfather was uh, turned into stone. It's just more like he's have has a bad day because he has a headache. He couldn't he find the bothered. right shoes or something. Yeah, I think that comes up at the beginning. Yes. And they pay it well. All right, no, no spoilers. <laughs> we can do. We'll do a spoiler section when we get to, for spoilers for this compelling plot. For but, shoes, for shoe shoe, but, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but, but two following on to that is like now that we've done our boring fantasy, we're gonna go high weird fantasy and progress through like a magical realm on a journey, following mm-hmm. a magical character who is competent and has a goal to um to save the world oh by the way in the first game malcolm escaping is destroying the world literally he, he's taking away parts of Karani. that happens in the intro and i forgot it completely while playing through the game oh wait in Kyrandia one yeah isn't he uh like he's gonna destroy Kyrandia forever or is that only he's turning he's turning things into stone if i recall correctly yes. like he turns that squirrel into stone and i think he's just being a jerk i don't i don't know if he's got evil schemes but i i could go i, I, I feel I like be wrong the tree at the beginning might have mentioned oh right that the like tree it's going to destroy karate <laughs> the game yeah. is all over the place <laughs> right it's like it front loads plot and then you wander around and then it backloads plot. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. I forgot uh, that the, the tree just pretty much does a lot of very heavy lifting at the beginning, including missing you <laughs> up and down. Your house is in a tree. Very good. Yeah. And the tree lifts and, and drops you. I forgot about that. And the priestess, like, I feel like she's, they, 
it feels like they set her up to be a major character. Uh, Bryn. Yeah. Right at the, the top. Bryn is, yeah, she's, she seems to be set up and then no, not very much. Doesn't get much to do. But I mean, Darm doesn't get much to do either. One of the other mistakes. Yeah. Nor does uh, Xanthia. Darm probably gets the most like probably gets he gets a lot more to do in uh in the third game. Um and what's the name of his uh his dragon? Brandywine. Ah, uh, Brandywine. <laughs> Which uh when you eventually see this grotesque statue or this fireplace at the end of the game, um Brandon's like, "Oh man, that's even uglier than Brandywine." Which is he's alone <laughs> and he's just being a jerk. If Brandy wine is like this very gorgeous dragon, <laughs> dragon. <laughs> and I wonder if a lot of the the mystics are a holdover from this uh, grow as a mage BBS game, which uh, may have been tried to be an RPG at some point yeah. in its point and click version, like some kind of maybe Quest for Glory ish type thing or maybe like uh like uh the infocom uh like enchanter and uh like the other like spellbreaker you know like where those uh infocom i like if games that trilogy where uh like it's all uh like spell puzzles yeah uh oh. so maybe maybe it would have been a little something like that um uh because uh yeah there's a little bit of that that made mm-hmm. it into the final game with the gems you get so the people that haven't played it yet you get four gems over the course of the game and then they all have like a spell attached to them mm-hmm. for the most part the game is just using inventory items except you get these four gems that help with some puzzles. I and guess the best, the best spell you get is the scroll of ice. Not even the four gems. Use the scroll like three times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I it, it does feel it's very interesting that it's based off of. Now I'm really curious. I I uh, I I, uh, I didn't know that that BB like that you could uh, download and try out that that game uh because now i'm wondering how much like they were like we're gonna we're gonna take and use a lot of this and then as they're designing like no no not that no no and then like by the end it's just like you know just some of like a lot of inspiration and then you get to the second game which i'm sure has absolutely nothing to do with the bbs i assume Correct. anyway yeah <laughs> yeah and then I wonder, so, because I was reading them about the history of the game and, like, how two people from Westwood, Brett Sperry and Louis Castle, showed the game to Ken Williams because they thought mm-hmm. that was, like, very impressive. And then, I guess, Ken just showed them King's Quest V, and they're just like, oh, okay, so this isn't... Because King's Quest V was a huge technical achievement at the time. Um and I guess Ken, but I wonder what the state of the game was when they showed it to him then. Um, and then, of course, after that, he liked the game. Ken offered to buy them, like, by the company, and they 
decline, which was probably the right move. I I also would have to think that uh, does did like I don't know if Ken would want to have essentially a game like another King's Quest. Yeah, I don't know. Especially I mean, given that they straight up advertised as like King's <laughs> Quest. Did you see to, there's like yes. then they eventually just had to put out an ad saying this game has nothing to do with King's Quest. Yeah. So let me read the King's Quest games and Sierra Online are not connected or related in any way to the Legend of Kyrandia game, Virgin Games, or Westwood Studios. And that's like half a page ad. Now that must have cost them like actual money. <laughs> uh, to, and it's just blank text with uh, like just that bland text with a Virgin logo, like yep. uh, stamp size uh, underneath. Why? So it's so good. Can you imagine just like. Just like seeing that in a magazine and just like having no context for that because there's no like it wasn't like next to an ad for the game. There's just like this contextless. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not a lawyer here, but the, the advertisement that probably spurred that, uh, <laughs> uh, which uh, uh, somebody shared on Twitter coming August 1st. From the creators of Eye of the Beholder 1 and 2, and in the tradition <laughs> of King's Quest, experience a whole new realm of fantasy adventure. That, I you see a lot of ads like that. That, like, you know, stuff where it's like, it's like this. But maybe, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Or also, it's it's just like, maybe... Even even if it's not uh, a, a problem, and it, uh, again, maybe someone's going to be like, no, that's definitely illegal regardless. But even if it wasn't a problem, Sierra was a much larger mm-hmm. fish uh, than Westwood, uh, certainly at the time. They didn't have Command and Conquer out, uh, so uh, they probably were not interested in uh, making this massive publisher furious. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and also they Sierra kind of had a history of uh, using their legal team, I guess, if, since we all know someone who <laughs> had got in trouble for posting walkthroughs of a Sierra game. Um, I also, looking at this ad, I realized that I announced the title of the game wrong. It's Fables and Fiends, The Legend of Kyrandia, mm-hmm. book one. Yeah, please, <laughs> yeah, please, please. <laughs> Thank you. I was going to, I didn't, I'm just a guest. So I didn't want to be rude, but I was fuming. <laughs> and fabling and fainting. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. Correct. Thank you. Which, did they drop that whole thing? Did they just switch to, when did they drop the fables and fiends thing? I think fables and fiends is in uh, 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 two. Now okay. I got to look. All right. Let's see here. Because this must have been, because was the, this, no, Kyrania was the name of the BBS. I was going to say maybe they... I don't know. Because Bard's Tale did a similar thing where Bard's Tale, I think, was going to be like... That was the title of that game, but then they just like they had some other thing like Fables and Fiends and that got dropped for the later games. But, yeah, the uh, Hand of Fate is Fables and Fiends, The Legend of Kyrandia, Book Two. Okay. Uh, Hand of Fate. 
<laughs> I don't I, I think they only drop it looking at a bunch of boxes, but I'm sure you could I'm sure somewhere out there there's a uh Malcolm's Revenge box that has uh fables and fiends in there. It's very strange though. Yeah. I think the series always had an issue with marketing because I I've seen people blame sales of the second game which I guess didn't sell great at the time until they like did a compilation with three, but like mm-hmm. there, the marketing for that game was weird too, or like the packaging. Have you seen very the, strange the mm-hmm. like the very nineties alternative album, like rock band album box art, where it's just like a hand and like and a nuclear explosion, right? <laughs> Is that um, the one? Is there a nuclear explosion? Oh, I'm, I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> We're all going on to Moby Games. <laughs> yes. Well, and remember to put in the full title. Otherwise, you know, you might not. Fables and Fiends. Fables and Fiends and the Fiends. <laughs> um, wait, there's no... Le- it doesn't say Legend of Kyrandia on this box. Oh, I, is it? It might be a nuclear explosion. It's... A very weird box. I kind of see what you're saying because I, I, I'm assuming this is the one with an upside down hand yes. and then a right side up hand that's smaller. I, yes, it was I, described as nuclear explosion before to me. So yeah, okay. I I get that. I and uh, 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 Michael, you said that it's very like I can't imagine a more '90s. It is. It's so uh, like. Is is Pomo? Is that the correct term? Oh, factory like factory Pomo or something like that. Is that like that yeah, aesthetic? Like po- yeah. Um. Yeah. I think I don't know, but this was a weird period. Like Virgin, so they did this box art. There's also a box art for Dune that came that came out around the same time where it's just like Dune divided. two. No, Dune one. Dune one. Like, the uh, the uh, Cryo. Yeah, the Cryo yeah. adventure game RTS hybrid mm-hmm. thing where half the box is like a picture of sand and the other half of the box is like a water drop splashing into the water and it's just like what I don't it's like I'm trying to do like oh I see like, that really like fancy like artistic it looks like um box it art. looks like an album cover yes it's probably like and that's like kind of a that's something I don't know. Well, I mean, games generally don't get physical releases, uh, but like, you know, it makes you think about like the uh, like the original like EA games. Yes. Uh, uh, releases. Um, Where they were trying to be like bigger than just game. like it was like like yeah capital like a that big vinyl style yes. and now uh well uh, virgin's like a music company too i mean yeah exactly so... so that might be and then and here we go uh shared uh uh with us right now is a manual screen <laughs> or a manual cover that says fables and fiends legend of Kyrandia, book three this quite uh i like lovely hand drawing of malcolm it's much uh, better. Much closer to the first game's version. Yeah. Extremely close to the first game version. Like very like he's got evil like talon nails. 
Yeah, this is the one from GOG, the download. So. Oh, okay. Interesting. That's, it doesn't say the subtitle anywhere until you no. switch over to I've got the, the I've actually got the box for Chirandia 3. I can just go log to see if that's what I had to. But, um, but it's like a very nice drawing compared to the box art for the game, which is I'm I'm, I'm going to I'm I'm going to have to push back on that. Not, not that I not that I don't like this this drawing, which I do. I think it's like some really great fantasy art. But the so Malcolm's Revenge, Kyrandia Three has a uh, box uh, cover uh, that is like prime mid nineties. Uh, what it's ninety four. Uh, yeah. Uh, prime mid 90s pre-render uh like 3d pre-render and i'll never be able to see that cover not through the eyes of <laughs> like as me at so that's 94 so it would have been uh eight and seeing that at radio shack and fantasizing a game that looked like that of course Malcolm's revenge doesn't look like that but I like just seeing like that 3d pre-render as a kid i thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life. I was just like, wow, wow, games can look like that? That's incredible. I wish we had a better computer. <laughs> what what I think about that cover is it, it looks a lot like the 3D rendering for Kyrandia 3's intro. Yes, which it was looks just like the intro. Which was done by Rick Parks, who's the mm -hmm. artist who did the first two games. Oh, all the Which, pixel art stuff. Yeah, and that's interesting that he he got into uh, 3D art until like before his uh, untimely passing. Yeah, he did the um, Doom 2's Ornithopter as well. Oh, that's cool! Some of oh. his early 3D stuff. I'm not as into the art for three over. I mean, but like at the time, that was like people were all about pre-rendered. Oh yeah, graphics like that. Like I can't stand it now, but like just looking at like, but you know, it's people loved it. Uh, but like as much as like I was making fun of one, but like uh, the art in that and Kyrenia two are fantastic. It's like it still looks great. Mm hmm. Yeah, all the little animations, the like character movement within the scenes. Like Malcolm in one is one of the most gorgeously animated pixel art characters I can think of. Yeah. Like he, he, he there's so much like movement, like the way that his hat, like the jester's hat, like kind of jangles and like he kind of has this saunter. Like his it's it's this really I also, uh, in terms of uh, the the art and movement, the cutscene that begins the game while Kallik is writing in his home, the treehouse, uh, there's like this rack focus that it does well like he's writing and malcolm sneaks in behind him or like he he falls down from the ceiling um, he hangs down from behind yeah, the he, yeah, window i think that's right that's right yes and it does this rack focus effect where calic is put into like this like is made fuzzy and then you see malcolm 
And like, man, that's just so cool. That's so cool. Uh, like, it still looks remarkably impressive uh, uh, today, especially since it's like this this pixel art. It's really cool. Yeah, and the the voice work in the game is also pretty darn good. Like, mm-hmm. I I make fun of Brandon for being generic and a jerk, and he is, but his voice actor does that pretty well. Also, also, no one gives a shit when I keep bringing this up, but the guy that did the voice acting for Brandon is the guy who went on to play Kane in the Command and Conquer series. And really? I guess very was... different performance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I guess he was the like the voice director, I think, is my understanding for Westwood. Like like for all That's their great. games. Like he was just casting all the people and stuff. And or he started as an actor and just became their director. And so he was the person that was like, you know, casting all the actors and stuff. Um yeah, I think the voice acting. I was going to say the voice acting in all three games is good. Uh, it's there the, are caveats you have to throw in there. Yeah, and also the change in Malcolm's voice, like they're very between a one and three. In like, in one, Malcolm is just a straight malignant evil force, and in three, he's just kind of a sarcastic jerk. Yeah. Uh, and like you can't if the game is going to work it can't be the same voice yeah <laughs> it would be ridiculous <laughs> if like this guy who's like ah, ha, 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 like ooh, i'm a bad boy and then like you're supposed to kind of be on his side or entirely on his side really in in malcolm's revenge like whereas like yeah in in three i think in it, three, he feels like a sitcom comedian. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the game reinforces that. Yes. yes. <laughs> so weird. What a weird game. I can't <laughs> get over it. Like, I could talk about that third game forever because, like, it's just weird. Like, the laugh track, the nonlinear puzzle design that doesn't really work for me at all. The oh, mazes. No, and, like, I'm going through a lot, oh. but... Okay, <laughs> you said mazes. Let's segue back and talk yeah. about the puzzles in Legend of Kyrandia 1. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sure, um, let's do it. All right. So they're not good. Um, <laughs> I I feel like I'm like really tearing into this game a lot. I want to say like over, like I do think parts of it are charming and I love too. But the, uh, yeah, the, like okay, so like we'll start with like the season gem. You you listed some that yeah. I had issues with. Uh, it's like the gems one where it, I guess it's just trial and error. You're just there's you, one that starts it off that you have to find after a ridiculous non clued hunt. Mm-hmm. Also, also we should point out that you have a very limited inventory space, and the game gives you tons oh. of items that you never use. Yeah. Yes, yes. So many ten items. Yeah, there's a hard limit, and yeah, as as you said, uh, also just a ton of red herring items <laughs> or well, items that stick around uh, that you don't need anymore. What's interesting as well with that is um, you can drop items anywhere on the screen, which is pretty cool. Um, and for most of the items, if you use them in a way that gets rid of them, they spawn another one somewhere. Yes. There are a couple that they don't. (laughs) Like, they spawn a third apple, because you have to use 
um, I think two apples throughout the game and they'll spawn a third one, but that's it. Mm. <laughs> and when, uh, when well, there's I got an apple shortage, when I got later in the game and had to get, um, a sapphire for a potion at Xanthia's hut after all of these mazes. And I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm done with walking through these mazes. Hooray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had to walk to me too. all the way back to the room mm-hmm. just south of Bryn's temple. So yes. west of where you start the game to find the item I needed mm-hmm. <laughs> to then trek all the way back again. And that was it. There was no, no puzzles or anything. It was just wander around until you find the thing you need here in a non-telegraphed puzzle. If I recall correctly, the the walkthrough I was using uh, had like would check in every now and again, and be uh-huh. like, "In your inventory, you should have yes. at this point." I had I read this, the same. this, 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 this. Uh, you don't need anything else, and it's like, okay, right, I'll drop, <laughs> I'll drop this, and I'll drop this. I don't need that anymore. Yeah, great. Um, the uh, we we should mention the fireberry maze because I'm going to keep alluding to it. Yeah, there's. A maze in the game where it's mostly dark, except there's specific uh, rooms which have a bush in the middle where you can pick up fireberries from, mm-hmm. which will last for three screens. So you have to pick one up, step a screen, drop it, and then step another screen and drop, and you can do this up to three. It takes forever to map out. So when I was playing through it again, I was also using a walk through the same one that said you should have these in your mm-hmm. inventory. And it has um, a, like a an extra go west at one point. Yes, so, it does. So oh, my I, God. Oh, you, okay. I switched to a different walkthrough, and it had an extra go east at some point. So I haven't found a walkthrough yet that will give you the shortest path through correctly <laughs> without just killing you. Yeah, when we were doing it on the stream, that just reminds me that they're like, uh, uh, we're we're going through, and it's like, all right, go east, and it's like, I can't go east, and it's like, well, that's what the walkthrough says. And I'm like, <laughs> I where did I go wrong? And then it's like, all right, well, let's reload. It's <laughs> yeah, because it's... you're you're supposed to approach it like uh like text adventures at the time, or you're gonna map out the maze on paper. And that's why I did, yeah, but it and took which, forever. For me, that was a blast the first time through the game. But every subsequent time through, even using those maps, I'm like, but now I have to follow this path. Uh I just, I don't care about all of the extra spaces and finding the path. Just go through it. And it still takes forever. It's a solved puzzle, which will take you the same amount of time every subsequent time. Uh conceptually i think like it's a fun idea for a maze where you're just kind of like building the safe path but it goes on for so long like i was i felt like maybe not traumatized but like it was like when i was done with it i was like holy crap like (laughs) the game teases you too because you need uh uh three stones Uh uh that you get in the maze and you find three stones, and uh, then it turns out you need one more because Brandon's <laughs> a jackass. Like it's yeah. it's like he's he's tossing these things onto a counterweight to open a gate to mm-hmm. be able to exit the maze that you entered from. 
um, now that you have the items you need to progress. But he throws one, and he's like, yeah, I got that. And then he does a trick shot, and it works. And then he does another one. There's actually, you have to pick up five stones, because I just did this last night. Mm. And on the fourth one, he does a trick shot, and it falls off. So if you didn't find the fifth stone, you're like, oh, my God. And you have to go back and find yeah. enough and put them in there. It's also you're in caves. Like, it's it's one of those annoying adventure game things where it's like you're in a cave. You can find five stones in a second. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Find something else. <laughs> I also appreciate that um, earlier on in the game, you need to have an emerald to solve a problem. And it's a whole chain to get it. And then um, when you're in the caves, you end up in an emerald mine, which has two emeralds just lying around. And Bren's like, oh, this would have been great earlier. And every walkthrough tells you to pick them up. You never use them. Yeah. They're useless. <laughs> it's just nice to know that they would have been useful eventually in the past. Well, I, I don't mind that they're not useful. I'm just more salty that every walkthrough tells me to pick them up in a game about limited inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's yeah. Like, so annoyed about that fireberry pot. And also, every, yeah. Go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Sorry. Everyone talks about the fireberry maze, but I feel that the, the, Kyrandia Castle Maze doesn't get enough complaints uh, either. Uh, this massive maze, <sighs> which at least isn't, it doesn't have that same irritating uh, light mechanic, but it does have a ton of um, uh, red herring items that it are does. just kind of lying around. Yeah. So, so when it's you're just in that there... the Fireberry Maze is so much worse that you're like, oh, whatever. Yeah, so you can explore the castle, and it's too big for like the amount of hallways you walk through to oh, access enormous. like five rooms. And there's um, hidden, like there's hidden passageways. And there, stuff like that. there are, but I thought it was pretty clever, especially looking at back at the game. In the third game, you're on your uh, quest as Malcolm, and the retcon is that he isn't the villain after all. He's just a jerk who no one believed and there was a um, spoiler stuff uh, but what the council of mystics um, trapped him in this castle for so long so he's when he gets out he goes and he turns each of them to stone mm -hmm. and he brings them to the castle and puts them back in the room that was their room so you can you can go visit their rooms and you see the mystics and you can click on all of them and Brandon will make some comment. And most of the time it's just like uh he makes a really like I I love puns and I love bad jokes, but it's it's about timing. And he just makes this sarcastic pun about this lady at the temple, Bryn, who he like enjoys her time and everything, and she's been taking care of him. Um, and he just made this stupid pun about her. I guess now she's made of stone. I don't even remember the pun. It was that bad. Um, and and that's that's it. That's all you can do with her in the castle. You can see that she's there, that she has an item in a room that you'll never use. And, uh, and you have to go through the castle and 
find various items and place them in order. And there's the they never have a sense to their order. It's always trial and error. Yes. Yeah. The game doesn't um, signpost anything, which I didn't. I didn't mind as a kid who had a lot of free time and had less games to play. But looking mm-hmm. back on it now, it's like I'm just sitting here staring, going, "All right, I can brute force this. Is that what I'm doing? Okay." Yeah, when when I didn't like when that was my one game that I might have for a few months, not a problem. <laughs> and there are a couple dead ends, uh, soft locks. Yeah. Like you can you can reach the final area and not have the things you need. Yep. Um, and if you eat all of the apples because it's pretty easy or throw them away or whatever you're going to do with them, you also can't get one of the items you need to get to the final area and finish the game. That's right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Oh. I don't think two and three have any soft locks. Do they? Uh, I don't think intentionally anyway. I think there might be ways of accidentally soft locking yourself in two, but I don't think by design. Um, and I yeah, could be I th- wrong on that too. I thought there was because there's a uh, a color sequence puzzle that my memory had said, oh, you see it early on in the game and then you need it much later. But uh, I guess it's not required. <laughs> it's for like the uh, the door of the tavern for the side thing. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you. I, I don't think. Uh, yeah, because if you don't write that down and that is randomized. Uh, yeah, I suppose that's potentially it. But it only locks you out of optional content. Right. Which is so weird, too. Well, wait, can you get soft locked in the optional? There's a I think there's an optional puzzle you can get. That's that's the thing. That was where I, I think you could get trapped in jail accidentally. And I don't think that's I, I I one gets the sense playing it that they didn't want you to get soft like that wasn't yeah a, a game that was intending for soft locks. Yeah. This is Kyrandia too, but yeah. But it's just so weird that they have like I don't mind it. It's just an interesting choice that there's just these optional puzzles you can do that don't affect anything it's just more material i guess i don't know three is the worst of that like you yeah i also don't think you can get soft locked in three but three starts off and you have um five different paths to get out of the first area to the second area Mm -hmm. and then the game is fairly linear from that point um with some randomized garbage in there but because they drop you into the world and just say, here is, like, they don't even state your goal until you get in trouble. And then it's like, okay, your goal is to get out of this location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's there's five different paths, which you don't know about unless you're wandered around and you collect so much stuff. Mm-hmm. You also and, don't have, like, there's a lot of, like, just junk. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's no, like, you have... The same number in in Hand of Fate, you have more inventory slots, and yes. in Malcolm's Revenge, they revert it back to <laughs> what is it ten. eight ten? It's, yeah, it's ten. ten. And um, 
And yeah, like the beginning of Malcolm's Revenge is like the beginning of uh, Space Quest Six, where it's just kind of like, all right, well, here here you are, a place. Yep. Uh, and there's a bunch of like adventure game shaped things like so you you play it and and so the the beginning of malcolm's revenge where you're just kind of wandering around like i guess mainland kyrandia near the castle uh and like the, kyrandia the geography town. is not not consistent <laughs> across the games yeah and um the like you you go into places and you see things that look like puzzles so you know that they like you you know the, their function like you walk into there's this like sesame mill or whatever and you walk in there and like you see that there's buttons and levers and there's like little tills that you can interact with and you're just like okay well well that's clearly a puzzle of some kind uh and like there's there's all sorts of little things like that when you wander around like there are just little things where you're like okay well that's part of a puzzle and i don't know what that is but i know that's like i just now i need to find the other jigsaw to that fits into this because i have no idea what's going on also i have to say i'm one of the few defenders of this game uh it's not good <laughs> but i like it uh so it has it has really interesting premise for character growth and for the overall story the secondary is garbage isle of cats is just it's awful not i would argue time. that the maze at the isle of cats is war is the worst in the series actually because like you can't really you can eventually map it out but like if you go left and then go right you do not end up at the same spot yep and it's, 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 it is uh it's it, which, whichever worse. screen you're on connects to the other screens and it doesn't matter like the order you're going it's just this screen goes here right and it's also mapping it like yeah mapping it sucks and then like it's so tedious to walk through because every screen you have to get out you're like you have to clear the brush so you can walk to the next screen and then you have to kill the snakes to make sure that they don't kill you yeah and they never change that up it's just like the same thing as snake like there's no it's so tedious yeah, and there's like the Although leeches. They, you have to clear the leeches off of you. Uh, as the well. fleas. The fleas. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, although they did add second chance as a option yes. if you die, because all of these games do have death. I think two has very few. Yeah, two doesn't death. have that many. Right. It was surprising when I ran into my first death in two. I was like, "Wait, you can die in this? I forgot about that." Yeah, three just kills you left and right because yeah. they gave you a second chance. Or possibly the other way around. Right. <laughs> and one has a couple, some of which are very uh, obnoxious. obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> when um, you get poisoned, that's just the worst. Yes. Ugh. Because you're yeah. alive for a couple screens, but if you don't have the way to get, you know, like unpoisoned, you're just like, all right, well, I guess I'm just going to walk a couple screens until I fall over. Yeah. Um, But... Uh, playing through again because I played through the beginning last night. Um, if you if you've already gone through the pain of it and you just open a walkthrough and choose one of the five paths and only focus on those items, it's great. Mm-hmm. Like it feels really good. It feels like they gave you too many options, and just doing a little bit of focus there. First area is really fun. Second area is a slog. I'm on to the third, which. 
I remember being a delight. The tourist trap land. Oh, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably wrong, but I I have good memories of the rest of the game past this point. It gets better, I think. Yeah, I. But my I struggle like was the, with, go ahead. the the puzzle where you have to intentionally lose tic tac toe. It's only yes. that you have to do it multiple times, but. I think that's a very clever idea. Like, I think that's a fun idea of a puzzle. Like, I was talking actually with Michael earlier today about, like, how one of the things I love about Zork Grand Inquisitor is that a lot of the puzzles are puzzles making fun of adventure game puzzles. And that that kind of feels like a similar little subversion. Like, in yeah. when I was, like, a a, a kid playing it and i realized when i solved that puzzle it's like wait i don't have to win it tic-tac-toe i have to lose it i was like "Ooh, how, how clever <laughs> yeah karate has some across the entire series it has some really clever both puzzles and subversions of puzzles and then it typically has you redo them or just keep doing them yeah. to the point that it's that it grows tedious they're proud of them. Yeah, they're proud. But, like, they're like, hey, check that out, huh? But I think that's yeah. why, for the most part, Tyrania 2, aside from the ending, is, <laughs> like, it's it's pretty painless. Um, For me, anyway, I, I enjoyed the mechanics. Like, I think the puzzle, the potion making is fun enough. I like the... I, I like the main character in that one the most, I think. Uh, I guess. I don't know. Um, she's okay. <laughs> I, it's fine. I think she's okay. But She uh, she was one of the best written female protagonists for sure at the time. Yeah. She's fun. Uh, um, but yeah, it, it, like, and just the, there's some fun humor with like the giant hand walking around and stuff. I don't know. I, I, I think... But like, where like Kyrandia three is the most interesting, I would argue. Like, it's the most ambitious one. It's just, I wish there's like, I don't know. You can't really do a second pass or a second, <laughs> a rewrite of an adventure game. But it, it definitely feels got, like a game that if they had a little more time, like a draft time, like a second draft or, or something like that. Or just like cutting would, stuff out, I think would be the yeah. best. It, it feels like the first pass design. It feels like they didn't change everything. Like they were like, nope, we're going with this. Mm-hmm. Well, as you, if, if Kyrandia 2, if Hand of Fate didn't sell well, they probably were on a, a pretty tight leash uh, for free, I would assume it's like, all right, you got it. So it's like, well, because Kyrandia three is trying to solve a problem. Like, uh, you know, the, the, the main thing that gave, gives everyone that designs adventure games, anxiety, especially if you're selling them for 15, $60, uh, is, uh, okay. Well, once you solve it, you can't play it again. Like it's, you it's a solved game now. And so Kyrandia three is like, okay, well, uh, it has three different endings, and the first section has five possible uh, like uh, ways to go through it. And like there are other like there there are parts 
Like the Isle of Cats even has like some kind of like a little bit, not as much, but like they everything has like a little bit. And so it's like it's trying. You could tell that they're they're like, OK, well, the, the major problem with adventure games right now is uh, replayability, replayability. So we got to we got to solve this. And it's like, you know, uh, they it was a valiant try, but. And and you can see that there's some really cool ideas in it. Yeah, uh, it, it, it is what makes it a little extra frustrating. <laughs> it's getting like the even the dialogue, the not the dialogue. Um, I don't know what you call it, like the politeness meter or whatever, like the mood meter, uh, mood meter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It's uh, interesting. Either you can choose nice, normal, or lying. Yeah, yeah. but it's only most of the time. It's just there's just one right answer. Yes. That's what it felt to like. To be able it's to like, progress, you can't, it's not player agency, it's a puzzle solution. Yes. Uh, I do like that in in three in particular, there's a lot more to click on and a lot more places to go. Because like the first game is gorgeous um, and you can click on hardly anything. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of locations to go and they're just trees beautiful and then you go to the next one (laughs) and two two is more visually distinct but and there's there's more clever animations you can do but i still feel like i wanted to be able to interact with the world in a way that other games allowed me to get josh mandel in the room (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah and three even does like to keep going on about like it, the meta-ness of it, I guess, is like even has the points thing, which doesn't matter at all. But it's just like, <laughs> it's just like, it's funny. Like they just like give you points. They're just like, yeah, you get some points for this, whatever. Like it's just, yeah, you, your criminal points for breaking into a room. You're like, they're each labeled something different. Yeah. Your uh, Joker points for clicking your staff on somebody and making them chuckle the first time. It's like the Mad Magazine, like has like a million different uh, departments, you know, like for each of the the, the things. Anyone? Yeah, but Mad they all go into the yeah, same yeah. pool. Yeah. <laughs> something, something. Alfred E. Newman. Right. Is there anything else we wanted to talk about with these guys um, before we go into spoiler section? I was going to say the music's really good for all three games. That's yes. The um, I I love the. Uh, the uh first section uh little loop in uh Kyrandia 3 like that just it it this very kind of subdued little funky tune it plays as Malcolm walks around i love that, that oh i thought you were talking about the like the theme music or when you start up the game that's a good theme oh that's that's the yeah lets you know he's got 90s attitude um no just the like him wandering around kyrandia aimlessly that one's good too yeah okay so all right well then would people i guess the final question would people recommend this game or would they recommend the series i guess that's a more interesting question what what how would how would you recommend what what games in this would you recommend if any i'd recommend all three and probably one in three with 
uh, a walkthrough or at least like a walkthrough at the ready. Um, and then, and then too, you could, you could probably solve about it. Um, uh, I, I, I really like for all of their weird flaws, uh, which all of them even, even two, uh, uh, have, uh, they're just, they're interesting games. And they're like, one, one of the things I love about point and clicks is, uh, like just inhabiting like beautiful and weird worlds. And, you know, these games have them. It's like you're inhabiting very strange and fun places to explore and discover. And, uh, and so I, I, I like them for that, uh, for that reason. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would also recommend all of them. I'd say if someone is going to play only a single one of them, um, if the general populace is only going to play a single one of them, I recommend two. If it's somebody who like can see the good in something and get past the issues, I would probably recommend three more than two. I think two is the better game. Three has the more potential. Um, and then, then I'd say you know you should try one if you're going to play three. Okay. Like three is the one that you'd like want game designers to look at possibly yeah. as a source of inspiration to revisit. Okay. Yeah. But I, I'd also want them to look at two for like, here's just a solid game. It should have done better. Learn why. It, so my understanding is it ultimately did okay. Like once they started putting it in like compilations and stuff, like in the long run, it did fine. It was just like that initial release kind of like, man, whatever it didn't do great even with the third game it sounded like what i read it did well even though the people who worked on it wished westwood put more marketing or more effort into promoting it but i guess by that point they were kind of focused on command and conquer and three reads like an ending to the series anyway so i mean i guess if it was a massive hit they would have done another but it feels like it kind of wraps up that trilogy. Imagine a FMV Kyrandia. Oh my that god, that would have been the fourth one. What's, All of them in fantasy outfits. Which interesting is with three, it feels like the ending to a trilogy, but with two, it didn't feel like anything more than a sequel. It didn't feel like I was right. in a, a series that is going to have an end. And it really is a standalone game, other than like there's a little cliffhanger thing at the end teaser thing that's not really connected to the rest of the game it's like a cliffhanger thing that uh is more connected to the first game but yeah like if you only played like i was going to say like if you're going to just play one play two because i actually really like that one but and i'm kind of like basically what everyone else said have a walkthrough open but if you only played two, like that cliffhanger at the end of two would mean nothing to you. It'd just be like, okay, I guess this well, anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that in the spoiler section, but, um, all right. Yeah. So uh, the, I guess that does it for this episode. Our next game right now, we're currently playing Zork Nemesis. Um, and then, and, uh, may our game is going to be Thomastry. Uh, it's the Bob Bates text adventure game that he released a few years ago. Uh, is Infocom 
and Legend Entertainment alumni who made a new text adventure a few years ago. So that's what we're going to play then. Um, and then also we're doing, uh, I guess, a new thing we're doing that we started a few episodes ago is a shout out to someone in the adventure game community. Uh, we copied it from Dallas Game Club. And uh, this week we're doing Julia Minamata, who um, she's a great game designer and she streams uh, every week on Tuesdays. Um, yeah, she's a developer for Crimson Diamond. Uh, she just worked on a game that came out for the play date called Recommendation Dog. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll have a link to her stream in the show notes. It's uh, she makes a lot of really cool stuff. And then, yeah. Um, she did some of the, the art for Space Warlord uh, Oregon Trading Simulator 2, uh, and that, that all looked really great. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah, thank you. Um, oh, yeah, and uh, the Crimson Diamond is... Uh, like a Laura uh, Boa like, yes. Um, specifically, Colonel's Bequest alike because it yeah. uses that same sixteen color EGA, yep. three twenty by two forty, uh, heavy dithering look. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it looks fantastic. It 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 looks so cool. I'm very excited. And I think we all enjoyed the demo for it as well. Mm-hmm. There's a demo on Steam. Um, I think we played an old version of it but even that was good and the game's supposed to come out this year but yeah i would check that out um and then so before we jump to the spoiler section uh you heard how we feel about the game so if you don't want to spoil don't let's but like i guess ben where can people find you uh people can uh find me uh on twitch ts underscore garrick uh tuesday nights at 8 p.m central you can also find me on my podcast, The Last Best Babylon 5 Podcast. It's about Star Trek. Okay. Kevin, what about you? <laughs> uh, typically, I was on Twitter as Wilco Web. Um, I have decreased that a lot since Twitter is on fire in general. So mostly if you can find either Ben or Michael on a Discord, I'm probably there. Okay, yeah. If you if you have uh, if you summon uh, the two of us, then Wilco Web just appears. I'm here to <laughs> make jokes and draw pictures. Yeah. Yes. Okay, and then you can find Adventure Game Club on co-host and Mastodon. We'll have links to the show notes, as well as the Discord link invite. All right. Well, that does it for this episode. We're jumping to the spoiler section. Bye, everyone. so welcome to the spoiler section again please stop listening if you want to play this and don't want the endings to every game spoiled um yeah i don't know this is going to be as i think this is going to be fairly short but like 
None of the, I don't know if I was happy with like all of them kind of have weird endings. Yes. <laughs> I mean, well, all right. So what I, this is what I was alluding to earlier is that uh, uh, one ends on a slide whistle joke <laughs> yep. about his shoes. Yeah. And it's like, are you kidding me? So are Brandon's, you kidding me? He starts off the game complaining that he can't find his shoes. Yeah, And then halfway through the game, before he gets hit on the head with a branch, he's saying, man, I should get new socks. And then the end of the game, he becomes king after defeating Malcolm and learning of his birthright and uh, listening to his dead mom. Like, I'm going to wear sandals. (laughs) (laughs) The end. Awful. (laughs) Yep. And then two, the ending is, I don't, I just played two and I don't even remember the ending. Okay. So basically like fell out of my head. Like I remember how irritated it's like you have this fight with a hand. Yeah. That's basically it. Then she kisses Marcus. Yeah. Marco. Marco. Marco? Yeah. yeah. Marco. Good Lord. Marco, who is just like from the beginning of the game, even as a kid, I was like, why, why is he here? Why is anyone listening to him? Why does she like him? But I'm sort of turned around on that. People can like who they like, even if I don't understand it. Yeah, um, I'm okay with that part. And I like that there's even dialogue where she kind of like isn't completely sure. She's like trying to explain to someone that like, like you meet another like sorceress at one point when you're on that volcano island. And like, I think like she's trying to explain to her at some point, she's like saying that he's a friend kind of, but like, but like, I don't know. So it feels like they're not like dating yet, but they like each other sort of, but it's weird. There's like a whole bit about it. And so it's like, okay, I guess. There's a really cute bit in the third game uh, in the, choosing which path to do. I did the one where you actually get the Pegasus potion and leave the island that way. Mm-hmm. And That's a fun one. When you do that, you sabotage Xanthia's... Um, you dress up as a mime and you sabotage Xanthia's lab and you grow these seeds that knock over something and to distract her. And she just had this moment of, oh no, Marco's going to be so upset and rushes over immediately to take care of it. And when I saw that, I'm like, oh, she likes him. That's cute. <laughs> Three has three different endings. You could have a good ending, uh, a evil ending, or a, a like it's determined by your mood, or a, a medium ending, like just a yourself ending. And if I recall correctly, I've not, uh, I did not complete the the game for this. Uh, it, the medium ending is the the one with the most meat on it. If I oh really oh okay because I, I, I think okay. I think so I think so it's 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 been a little while because I did the uh, good ending and I was like what is the, like so the yeah and the very ending is weird like end ending is weird because it's like Malcolm has a baby with. Yeah. I didn't know this. A little so, jester, a yeah. little jester boy. <laughs> With the girl from the prison, right? But so the weird thing is like I didn't go to the prison when I played. So I was just like, oh, oh that's so weird. Right. <laughs> that was the first way I got out was like going to the prison and doing the prison break route. And the prison is one of those moments of, oh, okay, so he's 
he has to do manual labor of making doilies and you just have to go through these motions to do it. And the puzzle to get the breakout is uh, Herman shows up and he's like, hey, I'm taking you to prison. Don't you even try and put anything, take anything with you. Put them all in the box. And if you hold an item in your in your cursor, it's as if you're palming it. And then you take it to the prison. So, okay. which is a, a clever subversion and um, uh, sort of projection of the mechanics going all the way back from the first game of your cursor is your hand. Hmm. I don't. I don't think I ever figured that out. <laughs> yeah. You. So you can you can bust the guy out who's in the box because there's a big lock there. Yeah. There's that. that yeah. That's like has hands. Right. Yeah. Um. And that's that's clever, but that's where you meet that girl. And to rewind just really quickly, Malcolm's Revenge, Malcolm gets turned to stone at the end of the first game as his comeuppance of you turning invisible and uh, making his own spell backfire on him as you re-seize the gem. And then he's turned to stone, and then eventually they take this statue and they just throw it out into the junkyard. Which is, that's funny. <laughs> it is. And then it gets hit by lightning, at the end of Carondia 2, and that breaks the spell and lets Malcolm out, and that's where the game begins. And then it's like, hey, but I didn't kill anyone's parents. The dagger was cursed. Uh-huh. And you can see this, this arc that's supposed to go on in the game of him trying to find out where this cursed dagger came from and prove his own innocence. And you have your two consciences that you meet part way through the game you only have one to start and then you get your good conscience later and you get to choose which one you're going to take or both to mm-hmm. determine your ending but it's just a mess <laughs> yeah yeah i just don't get it because like the second game is pretty coherent for the most part to me anyway and then it's just like yeah and i i want to say so the first game is based on the bbs game and then they change a bunch of stuff and call it and end up with whatever they ended up with. Um, And then it was written by one specific guy. And then he, he and the other designer, I'd have to look them up and, but I'm talking with my hands. I'm not going to do it right now. Um, He and the other designer co-worked on the second game. And then the third game was mostly the other designer with that first guy stepping away. Okay. So you have this sort of shift of design and I think the two of them together was the sweet spot also we forgot to mention that the second puzzle is a tower of hanoi puzzle that's the final that's that's right basically yeah. i can't believe it's a really <laughs> bad one too a depth-based one cool. where you and you have to do it see. twice yeah yeah in yep. the second game that was that was uh painful to just uh. watch you slowly get matter and matter while grayson and sarah <laughs> were talking on your playthrough ben yeah <sighs> It's so hard to see. Like I had to have a walkthrough open yeah. because, like, I cannot. I just could not read what's going on in that puzzle. Even the puzzle before it sucks. Like you're doing this. Puzzle, you have to basically make like eight, eight colors. Is it eight color? Yeah. yeah. It's and, so. But I don't. The, even like the colors one was was sort of interesting because it builds off of the whole yeah colors and it. gems and potion stuff from that they've been building from the games. I and think it's just the one too of like those two back to back where they're both really long 
puzzles that I just did not enjoy. And then like, whatever you beat the hand and it's like, fine. You, you push it into a, some gears and it blows up basically or gets shredded. Um, I didn't mind that really, but it's just that tower of Hanoi puzzle. It's just so bad. (laughs) I don't even like the puzzle in the final puzzle in Kyrandia one. Really? Like you're, it's just, I Where do you know. go invisible and stand in front of the gem? Yeah. Or in front of the mirror? Because that's that's technically the final puzzle. Yeah. The one right I, before that is place the three items in the appropriate location. Yeah. That one, I mean, it's probably, I guess it's the, yeah, and I get, all right, I guess it's fine, but I just, yeah. And then Kyrania 3 has three different final puzzle yeah, sequences. Yeah. That would have been a headache to design. I did. I did like that you, you know, like, uh, the only people who witnessed the the murder that Malcolm committed on accident are the people he killed. So you have to talk to them. Yeah. And and learn how to do that, and then bring their evidence forward. Yeah. Um, felt kind of King's Quest six ish to me. And it sort of felt like that as well for the different locations you're going, but not anywhere near as well done. <laughs> Do we have anything else to say about the ending? Nah, any that's all I got. <laughs> yeah. Uh, weird games. I don't know. I like. I, I think I'm more positive about two than everyone else here, but I. I I really enjoyed that one. And then I think, and not just because I don't think it's just because it's sandwiched between two games where I'm like, Oh, I don't know about this where there's like parts in one and three where I'm just like, well, I guess all of them because the tower of Hanoi puzzle, but there's like, all of them have a really long section that I did not enjoy, but I think you can get through it pretty quickly in two. I could not do the mazes. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. All yeah, right. the game has has too many mazes. All of them. <laughs> like, I guess two two has a maze, doesn't it? Does it? My two does kid? not have a maze. I was trying to not have a maze. That's why it's the best one. I guess so. <laughs> I couldn't say, like, yeah. I think another reason why I struggled with three was just because, like, there are items you need in the garbage. And it's yes. just like, oh, and also on the island, there's like multiple, like the island, you need the dog to dig up stuff or the, yeah, he had to yeah. dig up six gems and it's just like the six bones, but like with, especially with the garbage, it's like, I don't know what I need. And sometimes it takes a lot of tries to get what you need from the garbage. So it's just like, you really just need a walkthrough. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> do we, uh, Go play two. Kyrania two is good. <laughs> Don't play them all in the same month. That's my other yeah, advice. That was what I did because they were all like in my. I never played any of them before, so I was like, "Well, this is the month to get through them." And then I was just like, by the end of three, I was like, I, "I've had enough of this. I will never. I I, I will probably play two again at some point. I, I had fun yeah, with give- that." It's like a year between each of them. That's how long it took for the next one to come out. Anything else about this game? I get... That's all I... Okay. It, that's my final word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So <laughs> thank you for listening. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>
Cheers. Cheers.